0: Welcome everyone. This is Virginia Parsons. I'm the host of the Inspirational Businesswoman show. We apologize for the technical difficulties today, but we are going to go ahead and bring this broadcast to you. How to clear money blocks and fall in love with sales featuring Angela Artemis. So hold on. We're going to give you a preview and then get started with the interview. Thank you. Welcome everyone, this is Virginia Parsons, your Hangout Mentor and the host of the Inspirational Businesswoman Show, where you know it's my passion and my purpose to provide you, the entrepreneur, with a goldmine of inspirational tips, strategies, and advice to help you grow your business from inspirational businesswomen in the know. I want to thank you for being here today because i know your time is valuable sorry for the technical difficulties we're having but we wanted to make sure we got this incredible information to you today especially this time of the year when people are reevaluating their businesses and thinking about how they're going to move it to the next level in 2017 so thank you for being here and i would really appreciate if you would you know introduce yourself in the comment section And say hi let us know where you're viewing from we'd really appreciate that and so today what we're going to be doing is discussing a topic that I think lots of people are interested in and that is how to clear money blocks and fall in love with sales featuring Angela Artemis. Now, Angela is a woman's wealth and health, oh, woman's worth and wealth mentor. I'll have to try saying that five times faster. <laughs> woman's a worth and wealth mentor. And I'm excited because she's got some really important information for you on clearing your money blocks. She says that there are three major blocks that can stop your sales in their tracks. We're going to find out what those are. She also has some important case studies to share with us, how blocks stop you from making money. And so we've got to get this cleared up. And how about before the first of the year as you can start 2017 with a bang? She's also going to talk about this, why mindset is not enough to clear old money blocks. So we all hear this about mindset being so important but there's more to it than just that so Angela come on in and say hi to our audience and we'll explain some of our technical difficulties
1: hi Virginia thank you so much for having me
0: I'm so pleased that we can get you here at least in audio Angela because it's really important to get the information there though what we're having is a camera difficulty for Angela and we want to let you know that we're going to go through with the broadcast even so so get to look at me I guess but you get to hear Angela she's the expert in this and we wanted to make sure you received the proper information so Angela tell everyone a little bit about your background because it's extensive I didn't begin to go into it this is your opportunity to let people know how many years you have been in a, you know the background of finance and how you turned your previous work into what you're doing today to help people with their money issues go ahead well
1: thank you Virginia yes and actually when I have to say it out loud it does sound like a long time I spent 30 years in the financial sales industry. And I was selling a multitude of different products and services over that time. And part of the time was spent in the private banking wealth and investment management division, where I was a, a regional manager uh, managing, coaching, and training uh, several teams of financial sales professionals. And of course, as you can imagine, if you're going to manage other salespeople, you have to be a pretty good salesperson yourself and I happened to be a good salesperson, and ultimately I decided I wanted more freedom in my life I didn't want to be on the clock Monday through Friday 9 to 5 schlepping and commuting partially into Manhattan and other places so I said I want to try something different I went on 100% commission and I went into the uh, mortgage business you know lending money to people to buy houses and I went in at the right time and I honed my craft even further, but um, there was just something about having to offer people financial services and products and even mortgages that wasn't completely satisfying to me. So ultimately, just before we had that huge burst in the real estate bubble, I started looking for other ways that I could maybe make a living doing what I really loved because my background was communications and writing and in fact I had been a contributing columnist to a local newspaper and writing uh, books and and, uh, articles for magazines and so I thought let me see if I can uh, start a blog people are making an income doing things with blogging of course I knew nothing about it but that's how I eventually started very slowly to transition away from being employed full-time in the financial sales industry and eventually I started Powered by Intuition in January of 2010 and very, very slowly I started to figure out, like most of us who are in this business, how do you actually make a living online? What do you do? And I, I took my background of course being in sales and I started to realize that so many people online had a, an aversion to selling their own products and services and I realized that that was a gift that I had that I guess you could say it came naturally but I also had to train very vigorously to master it and I created a course out of it and that's how I transitioned to where we are and why we're
0: talking today great well thank you for um, sharing that background now what we need to do is on Angela is um, check what is clicking in the background because people are finding that very um, disconcerting while you're talking something is creating a click so if you could see if there's something that you're touching or your mic is hitting or uh, something like that so we can try to eliminate that clicking sound I think it will be helpful to people listening is it gone now well we'll see seems like it's better at the moment all right so so I'm not moving that maybe I don't know that might be it that you were moving and something hitting the mic yeah okay (laughs) hey technical difficulties happen we just move forward because the key is to give you valuable content thank you everyone who's joining us today we've got Aaron and um, Lilia and uh, Rachel and Susan all here in (laughs) Susan says, good thing you, went, you waited for me because uh, now I don't have to miss part of the show. So thank you all for being here live. We also want to thank those of you who catch us in replay because we have hundreds of you to come in here and watch this or listen to it in this case in replay mode. And we appreciate you taking the time to be here as well. I know you're probably going to have some questions for Angela, so you know, feel free to type those in the comment section as well as we go forward All right, so people really want to get to the nitty-gritty here Angela and I think that blocks are so critical and oftentimes we ourselves don't even know what blocks we have we've lived with them and I think you've talked about this a bit we've lived with them for so many years that we're not even aware they just seem to be a normal part of life we're not aware that they really are a major major block interfering so let's talk about the three major blocks that stop sales in their tracks just to get started here.
1: Sure, I'd love to. Uh, The three major blocks are habitual beliefs, negative emotions, and something happening in the past that created trauma. And All of this affects you very, very deeply. Habitual beliefs are typically Things that are formed usually in childhood some people might call them limiting beliefs but the reason why I'm using the word habitual is because you will have something play over and over in your mind a habitual belief which could be for instance I am a terrible salesperson I hate sales I never want to do sales those are habitual beliefs that you have said so often in your mind that you virtually become deaf to them you don't even hear it unless somebody like me says think about it do you ever hear yourself thinking anything like this and suddenly people will say oh yes as a matter of fact I have this thought that comes to mind the moment you mention sales so it's habitual it's a habit and it is formed at such a deep level that we are not even aware of it. The other block we call negative emotions and that's something that you can easily figure out negative. It's anger. It's resentment. It's all of that heavy emotion that we would call uh, the darker emotions. It's not light and fun and frothy and generous and loving. It's when we are angry and upset and resentful and we can't get our minds off something that happened. We might even feel like somebody deserves to be punished. When we have anything happen in our lives that really impacts us on a deep level, that can form a block. And believe it or not, even though you may not think that it's related to money, it can absolutely stop you. And fear would be one of the top negative emotions that stop us from actually making the kind of money we truly work hard to make. If we are fearful about stepping up and standing out and declaring our expertise, you know, if we feel somehow that there's this feeling inside that we might be rejected because Something happened when we were younger and you were in school and you got up to give your book report. And then you said something wrong and the kids in in the class laughed at you. This kind of fear could haunt you your entire life and hold you back. You know, people talk about visibility. That's where that comes from. And then trauma. If you have been through a, a terrible financial trauma such as bankruptcy, foreclosure, even loss of a business or divorce or anything of that nature that can still hold you back from making money even years later. So these are very deeply embedded money blocks. And I guess you would call them the trifecta (laughs) of money blocks.
0: Okay. So important information just to start with habitual beliefs. And uh, some of the things that we're not even aware that we are, you know, in the format or in the pattern of believing such as I hate sales. Um, I can't do sales um, or I've tried to do sales and I sucked at it. So, to speak, you know, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> So there, there you go on that one. And you know, uh, our audience that's here live, go ahead and, and chime in. Have you had? Have you recognized any of these issues in yourself that I just can't do it? I'm, I get too nervous, and therefore I'm I'm no good at it kind of thing. Rather than being able to re- relax around sales, then you're talking about the negative emotions that that we carry that probably have nothing at all to do with sales, but are probably wrapped around money issues in some way you know um, and you, you mentioned anger as one of them um, resentment and then finally a traumatic situations. so I think it's interesting to realize that these are issues that probably one way or another whether it's habitual beliefs or or it's um, emotions or it is a traumatic situation um, that probably occurred for all of us in one way or another So what do you do, Angela, once you realize, oh, yeah, I may be dealing with some of this? Um, How do you take people on a path to let go of it, to clear these blocks? I know we're not going to hit it all at once here because I know you've got some case studies, but let's give them a few goodies right now about this because um, what I really want for the show and for all the viewers who take the time to be here are some golden nuggets that they can pick up and use immediately to feel or implement change in their life. So let's give them a couple good nuggets.
1: Sure, I think one way is, of course, we've got to recognize that we have blocks. And I wanna just give you some other symptoms so that uh, the listeners and viewers can see if they fall into any of these categories. If you ever think to yourself, I'm not good enough, if you ever compare yourself to other people, of uh, people who are in the same niche as you or online entrepreneurs as you and you feel they're so much farther ahead than me. If you have that kind of reaction, that is the symptom that rears its little head that says I have money blocks. If you have the imposter syndrome where you feel very uncomfortable, like I said earlier, declaring your expertise, stating, I am an expert at this and you have some kind of anxiety welling up when you have to do something like that because you feel, oh, they're going to find out I'm a fraud. Those are other symptoms of money blocks. Another thing when we were talking about um, negative emotions, the symptoms come from childhood, as I said earlier, and it could be something as simple as the fear. Of people finding out that you don't think you're smart and I have a really great case study I'm going to share with you a little bit later but something that happened if you had a parent who never would compliment you or if you did something well they would find a reason to criticize you and you develop this fear about standing up and speaking up or even talking about what you do that can affect your success with money because of what happened as a child and perhaps being criticized by a parent and then the last part when we were talking about traumatic situations I also forgot to mention if you were ever laid off from a job fired from a job downsized from a job and of course you had to run through a lot of money to try to save your lifestyle and perhaps you know had to end up uh, losing a lot of money, that can really seriously cause inner gremlins and money hangups for years and years because it creates so much fear and negative emotion around ever trying again, around being successful. So what you can do is of course, now, I happen to use a modality to clear money blocks that we can't do right now. It's called Emotional Freedom Technique it's, or EFT or tapping, and it's uh, proven over the last 40 years or so to be highly effective in calming the part of the brain called the amygdala that kicks on your inner critic and turns on the fight or flight a mechanism in the body which causes you to go into that hyper feeling of fear where you have the stomach doing flip-flops and the constriction in the throat and your heart beating and maybe your palms sweating all of that fear-based reaction but if you had anything happen to you um, one of the ways that you can actually do this yourself first identify if any of the things I said rung a bell anything similar, anything come up for you then what you want to do is say, write down, if, let's say it's a habitual thought like, I am not a good salesperson. And say, well, ha- are there any instances where I was a good salesperson? And write down a few examples from your whole life, whether it's with your children, your boss, your, um, your co-workers even your spouse, somebody that you were able to talk to and persuade them to do something that was for their own good that you felt was important. And give yourself a pat on the back for the times that you were able to persuade people. And then just think, how many times was I a terrible salesperson? And you might realize that perhaps, if you call yourself a person who is not a good salesperson perhaps you never had the right training because most of the best salespeople practice it doesn't happen overnight it's not just being nice and friendly and having the gift of gab in fact that can actually hurt your sales it's actually knowing what to say in a structured one-on-one sales conversation And if you have never had that training, then don't beat yourself up. Focus on your successes. The way that you overcome money blocks is to first recognize what they are and then to be very rational. And I would say you might be making what you call a pros and cons list. And focus on the pros. And if that is not going to help you, you need to seek further help to remove the internal money blocks or gremlins or money hang-ups permanently
0: so I hope that helps great so yeah so the the idea that you recognize if you haven't had any professional sales training maybe that's one thing that you can do Um, also looking back at what you have accomplished where you did have good positive experience and spend some time there energetically Connect with that feeling, and you know what I would say also, Angela. That my and, and you know I've I have a background. I spent 25 years as a hypnotherapist, life coach. So I know a little bit about these gremlins and yeah. <laughs> how deep-seated habitual patterns can be. And it really can be helpful if you recognize that you've got some real inner fears. As she talked about what you can use EFT, emotional freedom technique for. By the way, you guys can all look that up. It's free to get that training right online. So. Um, look it up. But um the idea is that if if you have a time that you've been fearful in the past and you can also recognize a time that you have overcome a fear or you've risen through it, you've gone through it, or risen above it, then you want to tap into that emotion and the feeling of accomplishing that and say, I was frightened, but I did it anyway, and I got some results. That can be of real benefit to you, I think and you also end up with with um uh, you're starting to reprogram yourself because you're not you're not dwelling on oh what if I screw up you know that would be like me dwelling on we're having some depth technical difficulties but I wanted to get the information to you today so we're going through it anyway right you're getting the information that's really important so give yourself some applause for you know what you are getting through what you have accomplished, and get in touch with that energy because that energy will uplift you and help overshadow the fear to some extent. Angela, what do you think about that? Oh, I think that's perfect. I couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) Well, let's give them some case studies now. You said you've got some that you wanted to share with people about um, blocks that stop you from making the money you deserve. So I know they're going to want to hear about that.
1: Oh, yes, these are fascinating. This is the most amazing part. Uh, When I work with people who want to increase their sales, we usually uncover things that they forgot from childhood, memories that they have either never recalled before and they cause the most amazing aha moments or things that they just brushed off and didn't think were as important as they were. And I want to share a case study about a client of mine who is a financial advisor, and he has a, a, his own practice. He's a solo practitioner, and of course, he's got to do a lot of networking to get new clients. And he came to me because he was not able to make a lot of money. And in the industry of financial advising, you know, it is not uncommon to make you know, three, four, five, six, seven hundred thousand dollars a year, even as a solo practitioner. And my client was not making that kind of money, and he could not understand it. He worked hard. He went to all these networking meetings. He got clients. And so, what we found out, we started working very deeply, uh, not only on teaching him the consultative sales process that I teach, but on clearing blocks. And we came across a memory from when he was in fourth grade, where he was in a darkened room. The teacher had put on, it was, um, you know, they were studying the Declaration of Independence. So they wheeled in the big AV cart with the big television on top, and they started rolling a, a movie about the Declaration of Independence. And in it, of course, he heard all men are created equal. And he immediately thought about a little boy on his block who had some mental challenges and he quickly and quietly got out of his chair and he walked up to the teacher in the darkened room and he bent down to whisper in her ear to ask her how could this little boy on his block be created equal when he wasn't he didn't have the mental capacity that the other children had and of course now when he looked back on it as an adult at the time the teacher was startled she jumped and she said get back to your desk and stop asking me stupid questions. Well, from that moment on, his grades plummeted, he did not go to college, he thought he was stupid, and he never asked another question again. So what happened was, as an adult, when he finally settled on the financial advisory industry, He would not go after the wealthier people who had larger pools of assets to invest. He only felt comfortable and confident going after, let's say, widows with $50,000 or $75,000 to invest. And as you can imagine, it takes a lot more effort and time to enroll clients who don't have the same huge pools of assets as a business owner might Or a wealthier client and as a consequence his commissions were lower so he was only making like hundred fifty thousand dollars a year but he was working like a dog so once we tapped on this and he realized that yes in fact he was quite intelligent he had a very high IQ and it was his belief that he wasn't smart and his fear of asking stupid questions and people finding out that he was stupid this these were the exact words he used I'm stupid and I'm afraid people will find out once we cleared that with emotional freedom technique it wasn't long afterwards that he already we worked early on in the year it was I think it was like April and May and June he worked for 90 days he doubled his income by the end of the year because he started feeling confident and was able to approach people who he met at these um, networking events who were business owners who had several hundred thousand dollars to invest at a time. So that completely changed his life. But that's an example of a habitual belief that he had. Well,
0: I think that's an an example of not only an habitual belief, but as you would say, something that's traumatic. And I will, because I've dealt with so many clients like this over the years as well, that some of these traumatic incidents in school seem to us as adults to be rather trivial like how could that impact your whole life but at that age that's a traumatic thing startling him and then make and embarrassing him and making him feel not good enough is traumatic so you really did get in there and help him shift majorly um, the energy that he was carrying as a result of that frightful situation that embarrassed him and made him feel not smart enough so uh, I think that's great. Did you just use emotional freedom technique, or did you have any other processes that you used with him?
1: No, I just use EFT. I have several. There's several forms of EFT that we can use. We reprogram his uh, previous beliefs. We do some inner child work as well and uh, we do some special tapping uh, that I use to release trauma but it all falls under the realm of emotional freedom technique and we do it together so that you know the results are he doesn't have to go uh, home and try to do tapping on his own we do it together so that it really has the the effect you know when you were the doctor and you feel like oh I trust them they know what to do a lot of people don't feel confident doing it on their own
0: yeah I p- totally appreciate that um, the only reason I told people they could go get it is because it is the training or the technique is available um, online but I think it is important to realize that like anything if you have a mentor or a coach or someone guiding you through the process you can surrender to it if you feel that you're safe you can yeah. surrender to the process and as a result probably have more profound effects faster. <laughs> Absolutely. And it is is—it's
1: a unique form of focusing solely on the sales and money blocks. So that's why it's a little bit different, but it's still basically EFT.
0: Yeah, I love it. So thank you for sharing that. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, uh, or did you have another case study for us? Oh my I gosh, I have
1: I'm just trying to think of the one that might be most fascinating right now. I Okay, I had another client uh, who also is a coach, and she w- had an expertise in helping people land fantastic jobs, she's a career coach, and even though she helped her clients, these amazing jobs where they themselves were paid several hundred thousand dollars a year and she had been doing doing it for quite some time and she had published numerous books on the topic and had even become well known where when certain publications needed an expert they would contact her to include her quotes in their articles she was very well known she was not able to break through her own glass ceiling and we worked together, and suddenly, again, one of these amazing moments. I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but I think tapping, maybe it sort of loosens up these memories that have been embedded deeply. But a, a memory came flooding to the surface of when she was twelve years old and developing, um, you know, a, a woman's body. She developed very voluptuous breasts, and she knows something that just happened. She had no control over it, but her mother was not like that. Her mother was didn't have the same voluptuous figure, let's say, and her mother had remarried, and so she had a stepfather, and she felt instinctively that her mother was jealous, although her mother never said a word, but intuitively, she knew it to be true. And so, as a 12 year old girl, she knew that her mother felt that her stepfather might find her attractive. And of course, there was nothing she could do to her body, but she, in her mind, she actually made a pledge to herself that she said, and she recalls it, it, um, this memory was so overpowering that she actually broke down. She was in tears. I could I had to wait for her to calm down because I couldn't understand what she was saying I will never ever ever hurt mommy again I will never do anything to eclipse mommy that was what she recalled and her mother had been very very hard-working and she worked as a realtor and she worked seven days a week trying to sell houses because her father stepfather had become disabled And as the sole provider, she had to take care of her, her sister, and now her disabled stepfather. And so her mother worked very hard, but she never made all that much money either. And so she, in her way, was being loyal to her mother and showing her, Mommy, I will never hurt you again. I will never make you feel bad. And in her mind, never making more than her mother made was a way to show her loyalty and to show her love to her mother so once we finally tapped on that it released her and she realized she did not have to do that that she could show her how much she loved her mother without holding herself back and believe it or not a year later she had tripled her income so she went from sixty thousand to three times that, because she had the clients, she had actually the connections, but she kept self-sabotaging herself, and she stopped doing that. So I think that's an amazing story, because uh, I have, you know, they say truth is stranger than fiction, and I had never heard of anything like that. And I just think it's such an amazing, amazing example of
0: how money blocks are so insidious yeah and you're not I'm sure she wasn't consciously aware of that initially No, so straight uh, yeah. <laughs> strange, never, she strange. Never
1: even yeah. remembered
0: it yeah and she's
1: yeah. 60 years old Virginia and she told yeah. me in 60 years that is the first time I remembered that but she remembered it vividly
0: yeah. Well, I get it. Having done so much of that work myself, I really understand how they they can't always recognize or many many times don't recognize. They think it's something else or it's something you know much insidious. So obviously, I think for our viewers the idea is that you may not recognize where your blocks are coming from where they are or initiated and what I used to say with my clients is we've got to get to that init- initial sensitizing experience it doesn't do any good to do the layers on, above it if you don't get to the foundational core issue that sensitized you to have the beliefs and response patterns that you've developed so you have said and that goes into our third topic of you know why mindset is not enough to take care of some of these long embedded uh, beliefs and attitudes and although you can say you know I'm not afraid I'm strong I'm confident I can conquer the world I can do sales well that's all well and good that's important to be able to feed yourself those ideas and to verbalize them and to feel them in your body But you are saying, and I really do agree with you, it's not enough by itself when you've got these long-term problems. So let's discuss that aspect for a while.
1: Yes, it's absolutely not enough. And that's why as a sales training mentor, I realized that I needed something else to help my clients because teaching them the sales conversation or the consultative method that I use, it's if they had these things going on and living and breathing and directing them and their reactions where they would self-sabotage, until we got to the root, as you said, the sensitizing incident, they would not be healed. So I call my work Money Mindset Healing. And because what we're doing with tapping, with emotional freedom technique and the inner child work and um, the trauma tapping that I use, is we're actually going beyond mindset. And mindset, as you indicated, it's a lot of affirmations, it's a lot of just trying to understand the problem. Like, let's say, for example, I, I had another client who would completely self sabotage as a way to actually punish their parents for not loving them. And to show how they never felt loved, they were given everything, but they were going to fail at everything. So if you have something like that going on, it's not enough to understand, yes, I am doing this because my mom and dad, they didn't show me love, they never hugged me, they never kissed me. Yes, they gave me cars, they gave me things. And I'm getting back at them. That will never cure the problem. It is just a mental understanding. What we need is we need actually a mind-body modality like tapping. Because what's happening is in the brain, anytime you are thinking about these initial sensitizing incidents, as you referred to them, Virginia, it is triggering the brain it is triggering the nervous system and all of these responses are beyond your control it is as if you were to say to your lungs stop or your heart stop it is not going to happen you cannot stop the mind-body response that's triggered by habitual beliefs or negative emotions or trauma it is automatic, it is in the autonomic nervous system, you have no control over it. So that is why tapping is so effective because we are physically actually doing something that stops the trigger from the brain to the body that turns on these symptoms of fight or flight that cause you to self-sabotage that causes the mind to continually spit out these very traumatizing thoughts. I'm not good enough. I'm going to fail. No one will ever buy from me. I can't sell. I'm scared to sell. I'm no good. All of these thoughts put you in that state where you are producing all kinds of inner hormones that are turning on the fight or flight mechanism that you cannot stop by mentally understanding where the problem came from. So that's why I said mindset is not enough. You like understanding it is great, but it may not stop it. You need to do something more because it's embedded in the body. So we need to use a mind body tool to stop it. Does that make sense?
0: Oh, absolutely, and I think it's critical that you use a mind-body tool because, as you say, these are autonomic nervous system response patterns, and it's not something you can easily turn off, and it's sort of like the fight-or-flight survival uh, mechanism that's going on that triggers all these hormonal releases that increases the heart rate, increases the respiration, and gives you those feelings of palpitations, nervousness, which... you into position of not feeling like you are you know capable of pulling off a good sale so once we've got these blocks um, addressed I guess I'll put it that way how do you take it to that next step because this is we're going to sort of summarize everything here and, and make sure you stand by because we've got a nice gift available for you all from Angela but how do you move it into falling in love with sales and 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 why shouldn't we all be able to fall in love with sales? It's how we it's how we support ourselves. It's how we build the lifestyle that we could all dream of. So I would think naturally we should be falling in love with sales, not being fearful of sales. So let's give them a few tips on that. Absolutely. Well, I think
1: one of the problems is that when someone is learning that in their own business, they must learn how to sell. Especially as a, through a one-on-one sales conversation they are not taught how to pull clients toward them they are taught to ask a lot of questions that feel very unnatural and bring up a lot of anxiety and discomfort for example if you ask somebody a question like well You know, you said that you're not making money in your business, how long can you continue to live that way? That's very uncomfortable. You know, what's going to happen a year from now if you didn't do this? Where are you going to be then? You know, they're taught to ask these almost antagonistic type questions. That is, for most of us, we are raised to be polite. We are raised to not want to make other people feel bad so already there's an inner conflict between what we are told to say and how we are all raised uh, as human beings to have compassion for one another so the way to address this is to actually learn a consultative sales method that actually invites people to want to avail themselves of your service it is not those kind of questions it is Uh, the type of conversation where you pull the client toward you you inspire the prospective client and it's a very a well-known technique it's a technique that is learned and taught in the biggest um, you know institutions in the world where they pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to trainers to teach this to their sales force and it's a very natural it's a very um, it's a very personable way of speaking with people where eventually what happens is because you know what to say and you know how to inspire them, they start to become very excited and they want what you're offering and you don't have to do any of this pushy, uncomfortable, salesy stuff that is unnatural. So that's how you start to. And then what happens is You start to fall in love with sales because you don't really think of it as selling anymore. You think of it as offering an amazing opportunity that serves the prospect, that you know what you do solves their problem, and you so much want to help them from your heart because you know that they're suffering and you want to stop that. So it becomes uh, a sacred moment between two people where you have a solution, just like a doctor, you have the solution to stop their suffering. And you fall in love with the opportunity to speak to people because it's not being pushy and salesy, it's offering them a way to ease their suffering.
0: Okay, that's just beautiful, beautiful, and brilliant. I hope you all sort of took notes on that because. Offering the opportunity to be of service, or offering the opportunity to solve someone's problems, makes you feel good, and it, you're you're right. You're not feeling like you're being pushy, and you are offering your gifts, your passions, your expertise in a way that helps change someone else's life life for the better. So uh, it's brilliant to think of it that way and sort of form the basis for any sales conversation that you might have with I'm so excited to be offering something that I know can be of service to someone else. Yeah, that that changes energetically the whole way that you feel uh, when you're approaching a sales conversation. So good information here. Now, um, we do, we have to wrap this up, especially, I'm sorry, because we got started late, but we do want to share with people your gift. So let me bring that up for people um, on display and they can uh, make note of it and I'll also put it in the comments section but for those people who are watching a replay I want to make sure they can see it too so let me put this up and Angela you go ahead and tell them what this is all about what is your gift all about
1: sure I'd love to Virginia it's a book I wrote it's a short book um, it is called less worry more clients more money And it is all about just what we were talking about, all of the ways that we hold ourselves back from really making money, doing what we love, that we know totally serves and helps people. And it talks about the different types of blocks. And I give you a lot of examples in there so that you can relate to it and see, hmm, does that sound like me? It's very enlightening, but it goes a lot more deeply on exactly how these blocks show up in so many ways. And it's a really, uh, it's free, and I encourage everyone to just take a look at it.
0: So for those of you who are listening and uh, maybe catching this on iTunes later on, the address that you go to to get uh, Angela's free book is h hmtips.com forward slash Angela gift hmtips.com forward slash Angela gift and she said it's it's totally her gift to you so that you can start to you know eliminate the blocks that you might have been struggling with over the years and you know get started on a path to loving sales correct Angela yes
1: absolutely loving sales will make it so much easier to actually get a sale so
0: yeah I, I like even the reframing of that because um, in in starting to fall in love with sales you can wake up each day being excited and you mm-hmm. can be excited by the opportunity to be offering something to someone else that's of value something to someone else that is going to serve them in some way so it's a great way to reframe if you want to talk about energetically how to fall in love with sales just start with thinking about gosh another day I have an opportunity to be of service to someone else and and help them solve problems or get solutions to challenges that they have love that that's
1: so true I love that too
0: Well, Angela, I want to thank you so much for being here. I want to thank all of our guests who have, uh, our viewers, I should say, who have come on and followed along with us. In spite of technical difficulties, I think you got some really valuable information. I know that in um, getting the book from Angela, you have an opportunity to learn more from her and take advantage of her expertise and perhaps even, you know, move forward to the next step with her if you're finding that blocks might be getting in the way of your own success and now's the time to really think about this is there something interfering with my being as successful as I could be in 2017 and if so Angela might be a great resource for you Angela how can they get in touch with you
1: the easiest way is they can um, come to powered by intuition my website I they can leave a comment there I have a, a contact box or they can find me on uh, Twitter at Angela underscore Artemis or email me I guess if whatever uh, if you want me to give my email address but I'm easily found all over social media
0: I think that's that's a good way to do it go check out Angela Artemis on social media or you can go to her website so Angela thank you so much Uh, we are so pleased we were able to get this information out to everyone again viewers Thank you for being here. I hope you have a wonderful week. And we'll be back next week for another edition of the Inspirational Businesswoman Show. Thank you so much. See you all soon. Bye-bye now.